Hey guys, welcome to the Something About Tuesdays podcast. I'm your host, Phoebe Joy. Join me every other Tuesday for a lighthearted podcast to keep you company while you do your thing. Hey guys, welcome back to Something About Tuesdays, episode 15. Hi, hey, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. So glad you're still listening seven months later. (laughs) Or if it's your first time, welcome. Uh, I'm your host, Phoebe Joy, and hey, uh, I hope you enjoy the podcast today. I think it's going to be a good one. Um, Of course, I think most, obviously, all of them are good ones, I hope, Um, but I, I do think some of the topics today are kind of funny, so... We're going to go ahead and write in. Um, I kind of wanted to start with, so this last, I don't know, week, week and a half or two weeks, I have just been reminded of how human I am, which normally is quite disappointing because <laughs> usually you think you're pretty awesome and then you realize that you're human and you're like, huh, okay, but um, it actually hasn't been too bad. Like normally when I have those oh my goodness, I'm human moments. It's because I have failed at something or I have let my own self down. And we almost kind of think that being human is this bad thing, right? But it doesn't have to be. It could actually be kind of a humorous thing, uh, depending. But um, so I've I've been very human these last couple of weeks, just with some silly things that's been going on. But one thing that kind of encouraged me is when you realize that even though you're human, so is everyone else. And you are not alone in your humanity. (laughs) And that can be encouraging. And it hit me, I think, this past week, I would probably say the most when I was reading my Bible. And uh, I'm trying to I'm trying to do better at that. That is one thing I struggle with is consistently reading my Bible. But I was reading it this past two weeks. And I was reading First Kings chapter 18. So this is where um, we're, we're going to be dealing with Elijah and um, Ahab and all of that. But before we get into, you know, Elijah's great, you know, um, uh, standoff between the, the prophets of Baal, I believe, and, and, and of course, the Lord God at that time. And his name was Jesus, but, you know, Yahweh at the time. Um, that Elijah had this moment between another prophet, Obadiah, and... And their interaction reminded me so much of like, wow, a lot of times when we read the Bible, we see these, or when we think about, I would say when we think about these people in the Bible, we think of them as characters and we kind of think of them as better humans than us, or they're like, sort of like a, um, I don't want to say like more than human. They're not more than human. They're definitely human, but we kind of have this idealized view of them. But when you actually go and read the Bible, you realize that they were 100% human too. And so I was reading the interaction between Obadiah and Elijah, and I'm going to give you a brief summary to show you about why this kind of made me giggle. Um, Because they're both prophets. They're both important men of God. But this conversation was just hilarious. Okay, so apparently King Ahab, he was a, we're going to call him just a bad king at the time, um, you know, against the Lord and all of that, serving other gods. And he was looking for Elijah. And he wasn't able to find him because, you know, God was keeping Elijah hid and keeping him safe from Ahab and all that stuff. But um, so Obadiah is uh, currently um, with Ahab. And well, like at that time, you know, kind of, 
the prophet around there because um, I believe Ahab had lots of prophets at that time. Cor- you know, <laughs> um, correct me if I'm wrong. I just read that chapter. I didn't read the entire context. I have read it before. I will say that. Um, but so I'm kind of just going off my memory here. But um, so so Obadiah had ran into Elijah at some point. So if you think about on chapter 18, he'd run into Elijah. And so Elijah's been hiding. And so Elijah's like, hey, Obadiah, go ahead and tell King Ahab where I am. And Obadiah, he's the one whose response got me. He's like, are you, are you serious? He's like, have I not proven that I am worthy? Have I not proven that I am a servant of the Lord God? Have I not been a prophet? Have I not stayed faithful and true? And you want me to go tell Ahab where you are so he can kill me? <laughs> I was like, I can see it. Like it said it in, in, in you know, Bible words. <laughs> like, I don't want to say Old English, but whatever, however it is. Maybe it's Old English. I don't know what's considered. But in in modern day, he's like, um, what, what, what? You trying to tell me to go there so I can tell him where you are? And then when he comes to find you because God has hidden you so far, uh, you're going to be hidden again. And then when he can't find you, he's going to want to kill me because he can't find you because God's been hiding you because God loves you. Um, so, so you want me to go tell Ahab where you are just so you can hide and then I get killed? <laughs> and I just thought that was so funny because I was like, you know, I mean, humanity, like you can be someone super close to God. You love God. You are faithful to him. And then there are just some moments that you're like, wait a minute, (laughs) I am faithful, but you asking me to do what? (laughs) Won't that cost me something? Is that going to cost me my life? (laughs) Um, And so I just thought it was funny. And he was like, not wanting to do it. And then till Elijah was like, pretty much, I promise if you go tell Ahab where I am, I will be here when he gets here. And so Obadiah did do it. I think he would have done it either way. But I just thought it was funny that his reaction initially was like, why are you asking, why are you asking me to do this? Like, you trying to get me to die. Um, so anyway, so that just reminded me that even though we are human, we are definitely not alone in our humanity. And there are lots of, uh, it's kind of funny because we call them stories in the Bible, but Really, they're, I mean, they're stories, but they're true stories. And it's real accounts of, of humans, um, of, of people in the Bible. And so their reactions are going to be very human sometimes. And when, you know, we we read it or when we hear about it, sometimes we can forget it. But if you actually go in and, and look at it and read the words and kind of think of, okay, let's just pretend it was modern day. Like, what would it be like? What would they be saying? And it kind of just reminds you that, hey, we're all human. We've been human from the beginning of time. Um, but that even the people in the Bible, like these amazing people who are literally written in the Bible, were human and have their stories. And so that kind it ties into, it kind of ties into this, um, what I want to start this episode with are the, the oops, the oopsies in life. I don't want to say oopsies, but my goodness, I've had some oops moments <laughs> past week and a half um that are just kind of funny and um so in the same vein of like uh of of bible and and things like that I had a ministry oops it wasn't this past week but it was in this in sometime in this past few months (laughs) and um so at our church um people can get baptized in Jesus name and there was a, a lady there who wanted to get baptized. Um, and I was like, I, you know, I will help. I, I would just happen to be around. Um, I was willing to go help her to, um, 
you know, get into her baptismal robe and all of that stuff. And so we go to, we go down to the, I guess like the dressing room area to put, um, to get her in her baptismal robe. And we put her in the robe. I handed her the robe and and let her put it on. And she came out of the room and it was on backwards. Like it just, imagine just like a big, I mean, from the neck down to your ankles, big robe, just like a big zipper that goes from the bottom to the top, right? And then that's like the only thing that connects them in the middle. Well, somehow it was on the, the other way where the zipper, where you would think you would zip it from like the front, it was zipped from behind. She had zipped it backwards up, up the back. And so... In my brain, I was like, huh, okay, um, I think it's backwards, but yeah, no big deal. And I had my friend, she was down there with me, Emily, she was helping me. And she's like, I think that's on backwards. And we were like, the, gr- the girl and I were like, yeah, maybe it'll be all right, though. It's fine. Y'all, <laughs> it was not fine. <laughs> we go, so we go up to, to get her baptized. We go up the stairs and we go into the sanctuary and she goes into the baptismal tank and we're the way our baptismal tank is set up is there is a um, place for people to sit inside of it. And then um, when they get baptized, you know, they get dunked under and, but they're, they're sitting and they go backwards. So they don't have to, you don't have to dump their like entire body, you know, I mean, their whole body is immersed. Don't get me wrong, but like they're, they're sitting and then you, you they go backward and you pull them up. If you can picture that. Well, the problem came when, <laughs> when she went to sit down because it was on backwards, I guess it would pull it down and it was, it started like, it was like, cho- it was kind of choking her because it was so close up against the neck that it started pulling against her neck. And so she was kind of like shift around and the preacher and my pastor were like, what is, what's going on? Cause they're like trying to get ready. And she keeps kind of trying to move and they're like, this baptismal robe is on backwards. <laughs> and so what we thought wasn't a big deal was a big deal. Cause it kept choking her, but we weren't going to go change it now. So we were like, well, we got to get this done quick. And my pastor, he was like, Sister Phoebe, you had one job. And we laughed. I was like, oh, um, because poor thing, this is supposed to be the most spiritual, like one of the best moments of her life. And, and she's getting, she's getting slightly choked while doing it. And I was like, oh my goodness. Like I should have, I should have said something. I should have been like, yeah, let's just flip it around. Let's do it right. Well, now I know. And now I know for next time that we do have to have the zipper in the front. We're not going to do it in the back. We got to make sure that we have it right. Um, so it doesn't choke the poor person on one of the most important moments of their life. Um, I mean, everybody, it was good humor all around. Nobody seemed upset. Like I said, it was a beautiful moment that wasn't ruined. Um, (laughs) but it was kind of humorous and it made me think, wow, like sometimes you, you really are trying, you really are. And then, (laughs) and then you're like, huh, maybe I should have did that a little bit differently, but she, she got baptized and, um, you could tell her, you know, her heart was touched and, Afterward, we went downstairs and we were able to pray a little bit. And it was a great moment overall. It didn't ruin anything, but it did kind of make me laugh. And I was like, oh, my goodness. Like, sometimes in ministry, there are just some oops moments. Um, if you have any of those, man, share them on the Instagram. Um, send me a message or something and let me know. Because, one, like I said, it's not always the best when we're reminded that we're human. But it's a lot better when we realize, you know what? But so is everybody else. And <laughs> we're all in this together. And it's okay. So, that was kind of a funny moment, but y'all, this is, this is why I think this episode's hilarious. I got to tell you, so I got to tell you one more, there's, um, one more moment that happened this past week. This was, uh, maybe a few days ago, even, I can't remember exactly when it was either a few days ago or this past week where 
Okay, so my my mom and I, we work at the same school. We're both teachers. And for our district, in order to log into any of your, um, like in your laptop, your computer, your any of your devices, you have to have a code that comes through your, a text on your phone every single time you log in. So it's very important that we have our phones with us um, all the, like pr- every day at work because we need it in order to log in for security purposes or whatever. So my mom had forgotten her phone. So on her way to work, she stopped by my sister's and she called me using my sister's phone and was like, hey, can you pick up the phone from the house um, and then bring it to school with you? And I was like, yeah, you know, of course, because I'm always leaving later than mom anyway. <laughs> you know, I can definitely stop by mom's house on the way. It would be no problem at all. I was like, yeah, no problem. I got this. So I, I go, I actually remember to stop by because sometimes that's my problem too. I'm like, yeah, totally. And then I'll completely forget. But this time I did remember and I I get to mom's house. Um, Dad actually ended up being off that day. He had an appointment. And so I got to see dad and we were talking, but I grabbed mom's phone. I was like, all right, I'm gonna go, go, you know, go take it to her. See you dad. Awesome. And I go to get my car. I'm just bouncing, you know, my good deed for the day. And I get in the car and I think, I'm going to call mom and let her know that I have her phone. Mm-hmm. Y'all, y'all, I did not, I didn't catch it. I didn't catch it before I pushed the call button. I pushed the call button. <laughs> I mean, when I say <laughs> mom's phone is in my lap, okay? Remember, this is what I picked up. I pushed the call button. I'm going to call mom and let her know I have her phone. <laughs> and it started vibrating and ringing in my lap. And I was like, are you kidding? I turned I turned my phone off. I did I turned I did turn it off and I was like, no, you didn't. <laughs> Y'all, I let it ring in my lap. <laughs> when I say I felt so stupid. <laughs> and I don't I do not like to use the word stupid. I don't say stupid. <laughs> but I felt so stupid <laughs> that all I could do is laugh at myself. <laughs> because I was like, you legit. <laughs> was trying to call mom to let her know you had her phone. <laughs> I mean, no, I had made it all the way through pushing the button, pushing the button and letting it ring in my lap before I was like, wait a minute, this isn't, this isn't going to work. <laughs> I have to actually wait till I get there to let her know I have her phone. Y'all, it was so funny. I was like, you were so dumb. <laughs> I was like, you were so silly. Oh my goodness, I felt... I was like, I, I just, oh, y'all, I had to shake my head. I thought I was awake that morning. I thought I was doing good. And I was like, nope. <laughs> oh, you are so silly. That was just a funny moment, you guys. I was like, how how could you forget? Like, you have mom's phone. Like, you, it's, you ain't going to be able to contact her quite yet. Um but it was funny. It was so, it was a moment where I just felt silly. I just felt so human and it was just hilarious. But it's kind of like those moments where you are, when you're like laying in bed and you're scrolling through your phone and then you drop your phone, like you just drop it on your face and you just feel like, oh my gosh, like, how did I do this? Another thing I'll do is sometimes I'll be in my bed laying, you know, scrolling through my phone. I'm trying to get better at it though. Like I said last week, I'm getting better at, you know, um, turning that off at a certain time. But when you're laying there and you're scrolling and then you start falling asleep, but I guess because it's still on, like your hands start clicking stuff. And I've woken up to websites and I'm like, what? Like I must have clicked on something. I'm worried I'm accidentally buy something one day, call somebody. Um, 
just all those things that if you aren't aren't aware <laughs> um, can happen on your phone. But anyway, so those are my oops human moments of the last um, couple of weeks. Honestly, I feel like I could do that could be a whole nother segment in and of itself, like some human moments where you just feel like, oh, boy, <laughs> I'm definitely human, um, <clears throat> the good and the bad. So anywho, um, with my I think last week I mentioned and maybe the week before I talked about how I have a new position at my school where I am working with multilingual learners, um, which is the new kind of um, uh, term for our English as a second language or English language learners. So I'm doing that. But with that position, as I said, I have opportunities to sub a lot. Um, (laughs) So this past week, I've had a lot of opportunity to sub in our kindergarten classes, And I taught kindergarten. I have, um, I taught kindergarten, but I I feel like it barely counts because I did it the year of COVID. And so a lot of it was online. And when we did come back in person, um, our district had put in place a hybrid schedule. So we saw, you know, half the kids on two days and half the kids on the other two days. And so it was, it was still different. It wasn't quite kindergarten like, like you would normally anticipate. And it was towards the end of kindergarten when we did that. So while I had taught kindergarten before, um, <laughs> I hadn't taught it in the same capacity. So I was able to sub in those classrooms this week. And I have to say, so kindergarten, when they say it's like herding cats, you guys, it, it, that is no joke. That is so real. Because when you think you think you got, you're like, okay, okay, I got, I got like out of the 26 to 27 kids, I've got like 20. And then you go to get the other seven. And then, then as soon as you get one, another one goes and you're like, okay, let me get this one. And then another one goes and it is, wow, it's like herding cats. So shout out to all you kindergarten teachers. You guys are master teachers and just y'all are amazing because it takes a whole lot of, a whole lot of skill. Let me just, let me pause here too. Because I feel like sometimes there is this idea that a kindergarten teacher um, just uh, because they're teaching the basics, like that you don't they don't work as hard or that they don't have to have as much as teach. Get that far from your mind, because teaching children, period, is not an easy task, but teaching them teaching them the content, teaching them the social skills, teaching them what school looks like, teaching them expectations, teaching kids who've never ever done it before is a skill and it is not easy. And kindergarten teachers honestly should get paid like a little more like, cause they, they have, there's just a lot on them. Um, but they do it and they sometimes are like the most cheerful and happy and enthusiastic teachers, which is amazing because, you know, when kids are starting out school, they should have those type of teachers because they're about to, (laughs) they're about to do this thing for the next 12 years. So, um, let's at least start out on a high, but so, um, shout out to all you kindergarten teachers. You're amazing. Um, while I was there though, I had the opportunity to, to be with them and the kindergarten, they are so precious in so many ways. They are, they get so energized just by the simple things. Like I was working with the class, we were practicing counting, I think up to five and even up to 10 and just being like, okay guys, let's count. Ready? One, two. And they're like, one, two. And they were just so excited to just count. And, and I'm, I was reminded like, this is like, their experience with school, if they hadn't had preschool, this is like their first experience. And this is the fun part for, for most of them. It's fun. And just the energy, like they haven't, they're not, um, like burnt out on school yet. They, they haven't gotten to the point where it's that, 
you know how sometimes, and this is kind of the sad part where kids start to recognize whether they know the content or not, and sometimes that can play a part in their motivation and into how they feel about school. Well, in kindergarten, you know, they're just, they're there, they're them, they're their personalities. Um, they're just, you know, they're there to have fun. Some are there to learn, you know, they're just there, but they, they bring such a wonderful energy. Um, and so it was fun doing that. But, uh, and, and they say cute things like they do. One of the little girls, I had my hair just kind of in my, like a fro. Um, and she, she came up to me and she touches my hair. She's like, oh, fluffy hair. And I was like, yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> but it was so cute. Um, they're just precious. And I had a lot of heart, heart melting moments with them. In fact, I have, I've had a lot of heart melting moments with my kids in this past couple of weeks that I want to share with you. So one of the heart melting moments was there's this little guy in one of the classes and, um, he, he, I don't, I wouldn't say he's nonverbal because he definitely uses his voice <laughs> to communicate sometimes, but he doesn't necessarily, you know, talk in sentences or, or things like that. Um, so he views the world differently and interacts with the world differently. And so we had this moment. So he's, he, it seemed like he had had, I won't say a rough day, but I was a substitute teacher, so I wasn't his normal teacher, and that's a change that can be hard for kids. And um, so he was sort of having a rough day. But at the end of the day, they had snack, and we had our goldfish. And he was so eager and ready to have his goldfish. And so we were sitting at his desk, and uh, we were, you know, we had a, um, like this, this baby doll that we played with, and we would, you know, kind of use to communicate and talk with each other. Um, but he would, he was sitting there and it was time for the goldfish and he would get a goldfish and he would look at me and I would pretend to eat one cause I didn't want to take all his goldfish, but he would eat one and we would lock eyes. And then while he's chewing, I would kind of pretend to chew. And then this little smile, which turned into a big smile would come across his face as he was chewing like enough to like squint his eyes. And we would just look at each other and smile and chew together. And my little heart melted because this was probably the first time all day that the little guy smiled at me, you know, or, you know, like interacted in this way or looked me you know, eye to eye. And I just felt like we had this moment where we just, it was kind of like he was enjoying life and I was enjoying life. And if he was speaking, it would be like, Hey, I'm glad you're here with me and we're eating this together. And it was just, it was the most precious thing and my heart melted. Um, and we were able to do that. And it was, it was so cute. Like I, and man, if nothing else, like if you, for for any, I don't know if this is good advice or not, but if there is maybe a kid, your own kid, that you're like, okay, we need, we need to, we need to bond because it ain't happening. Man, get some food between you guys, something that you both enjoy or something that even just the kid enjoys and eat it together and just watch the smile, <laughs> you know, that can come from just eating together and being with one another. Um, and that was the cutest, it was the most precious moment. I mean, that was like the calmest he had been that day the most chill and we just chewed on our our goldfish together and I absolutely loved it and my heart melted um but I have more heart melting moments with school so another one was um I had uh read a book so I'm of course I'm you know in this new position as a English language development teacher um, which is the, the new, the also what they call the teachers now instead of ESL teacher. It's sort of a, a transition we're going through. I've been working with my kids who speak a different language. And with that, I'm trying to like learn more about different cultures and learn more about different backgrounds and things. And another one of the teachers uh, in my um, department or in my area 
had recommended a book called When Stars Are Scattered. And it's a graphic novel about a, a young boy who lives in a refugee camp and it's about him and his brother. And it just tells his story of being in that refugee camp. Um, and and I'm not going to tell you what happens or, or anything because I would honestly go out, pick up that book and read it. I mean, I, could, I read it in like an hour. Like I said, it's a graphic novel, easy read, but such a good read. Uh, and just what happens in that book, like it tugged on my heartstrings. It talked about like the wait and waiting. And if you're someone who, who is waiting on things to happen in your life, man, you will, there are parts of that book that will resonate with you. Um, that will like, you will, you'll, you'll vibe with it. You'll be like, that is me. And then you'll be encouraged by it and be connected to it. So it's just a really great book. Um, like I said, it's called When Stars Are Scattered, and um, it's it's a fantastic book that I would definitely recommend for anyone to read. But anyway, so another moment I had with my um, multilingual learner students, I had one little guy. I had to do an assessment on him, and we were so I was, but he only spoke Spanish, and so I had my my translator on my phone, and I would translate, you know, part of the assessment, and we would talk to each other, and at the end of our assessment. We, um, I told him, I was like, oh, by the way, you know, so I'll be doing things like this because I'm, I'm your teacher to here to help you learn English, um, to help you in school. And I told it to the little guy, like it was translated. And right after he was like, gracias. And I was like, oh, oh, you don't have to say thank you. Like, that's my job. But it was so sweet. I was like, well, you're welcome. De nada. Like, of course. <laughs> like just the fact that a, he was a second grader will say thank you to me for just letting him know, hey, I'm going to help you learn English. Thank you. Like, thank you. Like, instead of just be like, okay, you know, see you around. No, he was like, gracias. And oh, y'all, my little heart, my heart melted. And I thought that was the sweetest thing. And then it was funny because we were walking back to class and I was trying to talk to him. And I think I was asking him because one of the newest phrases I've learned from my friend out church, shout out Alex, um, was, is buen dia. Like if you want to ask like, how's your day going? She taught me like kind of a simple way to say, you know, buen dia, good day. And so I asked him that and he laughed and he was like, buen, yes, see, it's good or whatever. And I was like, mi español is, is un poquito or poquito. And he just laughed, but he, but obviously in good humor and he smiled and he was like, yeah. But um, it was so cute, like, just the fact that we were able to bond as much as we could. We couldn't understand each other, you know, unless we used the translating device. My little Spanish, his little English, we were trying, but it was it was just a great moment. And once again, my heart melted. I absolutely loved it. Um, a good moment. And then la last one. I mean, it's just been, y'all, it's been a whirlwind of the last couple of weeks of just these great human moments that we've had. Um that there was, so there was another test that I had to give. And this one made me think a little bit. So this was an assessment that was given on the computer. So all I had to do was pretty much just proctor the test. And so the little guy, um, he, you know, doesn't speak much English. He can understand it. He can speak some, but, you know, there's obviously still some challenges there. And so the test was, it was in English, and he was trying his best. Like, it was asking him to read some things and... He would try, but I could tell he was nervous. But 
Then once he got to the end of the section, the test would say, you're a rock star, you know, no matter how he did, right? And he would smile really big and look at me and smile and I would smile right back and then he would keep going. And then that section, you know, no matter how he did, it would be like, great job, you're awesome. And he would smile really big and I just saw this, you know, from the beginning of the test where he was apprehensive and nervous about, um, you know, about his abilities, just that continuous encouragement that every, you know, few questions, it would remind him, you're amazing, you're awesome, you're doing great. It really made me think like that is something that as a, as a human person, like if that computer can do that, if that program or that test can do that, that's surely something that I can do. And so I was like, mental note, Phoebe, when you are working with these kids, at some point, no matter the performance, there are going to be times where you're going to have to be like, hey, this isn't right and this is how we can fix it. But you can always say, but you know what, you're awesome. You're amazing. Because it doesn't hurt to make a kid feel good. Because trust me, people and humans, children, whomever, we, we are well aware of the things we cannot do and the mistakes that we make. And so while, you know, yes, we we do sometimes need people to to speak into our lives and let us know when we're making those mistakes, even more than that, we need people in our lives to tell us, you know, you made a mistake, but you are still awesome. You are still amazing, you know, and I was like, okay, I'm going to keep that in my, in my mind, in my head, and I'm going to try to do that, you know, with my students and just with people around me and with you guys listening, you know what, you are awesome, you are amazing, and whatever capacity, whatever you're doing, whether you're doing it well or not, the fact that you're doing it, the fact that you're alive, that you're human, that you're here, you're awesome. You're amazing. Um, God made you amazingly. Um, in my, I'm in school, and I am, um, I'm taking a linguistics class. Yeah, I think it's my linguistics class. And one of the chapters I had to read was talking about just the the biology of of words and voice. And y'all, I, speech pathology. I could not. This was like I guess the speech pathology chapter because it was talking about you know your vocal cords, vocal folds, the the glottal maybe is what it's called, you know, nasal versus oral sounds and the, the something of articulation, the place of articulation, the manner of articulation, you know, bilabial, labial dental, like all of these terms that I'm like, oh my goodness, (laughs) like I am definitely more like human and concept minded more than I am, you know, science and, 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 the biology minded. And so that was kind of a tough chapter to read. So shout out to all you speech pathologists who, who uh, understand that completely. But while I was reading that, I was like, wow, just the complexity of, of human language is amazing. And then the fact that there are, you know, that our, our, our makeup, like the way that we are physically made helps us to produce these sounds and to do these things. And I read somewhere where it was talking about how like even babies can when they're in the mom's womb can start to recognize like I don't I don't know how they describe like sounds like tones or like types of speech like that I don't know how I don't know how the research figured that out but somehow like they can recognize these things like already as as an infant and then grow and develop and learn these things I was y'all I was just fascinated and then just this the complexity of human language and how we can do it and the way our minds work and the way we can form things. I just can, well, first off, I was like, wow, God, you're amazing. You know exactly what you're doing. But it's like, that's, that's how God made us. He made us to be amazing, to do these awesome things like that. Something as basic as speech and language and learning. Like, that's just phenomenal. The fact that we can do that, the fact that we can learn, right? Like just basic skills. So 
thank you God <laughs> for for making us that way. But you know, being human, you're awesome. You're amazing. Um, and and you know, believe in that. Know that God created you to be amazing. So, yeah, those were my kind of <laughs> my heartfelt moments of um, of the last couple of weeks or so. And 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 my my oops. Um, I did have a couple more quirks that I thought about. So last week I talked about, or last episode I should say different sleeping habits and sleeping quirks. But one thing I've noticed is some, some like drink related quirks, right? One thing, and I think people do this, but I don't know where it came from. I honestly have no idea. And that is before I get milk and I drink almond milk because real milk makes my tummy hurt is what I tell people. I love almond milk. If you haven't tried it, try it. It's great. Um, do the almond milk with vanilla. I like it regular. I don't get the unsweetened because I like the sweet part of it. I like the vanilla more than the not vanilla kind. I just like the flavor. To me, it's the closest to milk I can get. But, um, but when I have milk, I, before I pour it, I shake the jug. Yeah. Like what, where did that come from? I, I, I think my mom does that maybe, but did I get that from my parents? And if so, where did they get it from? And why do they do that? Like, is that, does it say to shake? Like, I don't, did we, is it, did I read it subconsciously? Like, why, why do we shake it? Is it because we think part of it will settle at the bottom? Like, I get why I might shake my orange juice because I do think like some of the stuff settles at the bottom. So I shake my orange juice, but is it the same for milk? I don't know. Like, does it need to be shaken? I don't know. So I shake my milk jug before I pour it out. And so I just wondered, if, yeah, I, I assume everybody does that, but, but why do we do it? <laughs> and another thing I do without even thinking about it, and I don't know why I still do it, is if I have a soda can and, and I'm about to pour it out, I tap, I tap the can. And I think we used to do that because it was like tap the can in case like you, like you don't want it to like fritz, like fizz out or whatever. I assume that was why we did it. But I don't know why. Like, I don't know why I still do it. I don't know if that is why we do it. I don't know why I tap the can. But I do it every time. Like, I won't open it without, like, tap, tap, you know. And then I open it that way. I'm, I'm not sure what that is. But that is just little quirks that I think, um, that I thought about. Um, that I'm like, I bet other people do this. One of those human things, right? Um, so, okay. Now, I actually do have a, um, I'm going to just go right into the music segment uh, for this for this week, and that is because, y'all, we are in September, and I love September. It is my birthday month. Woohoo! I my I just had my birthday this past Thursday. Uh, I turned thirty four. I I will tell you what, being thirty four is it's a little different than like <laughs> previous birthdays. Um. Yeah, it's like almost mid mid thirties. One of my friends, my bestie, she was like, thirty-four is like mid thirties. I was like, I am not claiming that. Another one of my friends is like, No, wait, it's our last year of our early thirties, and that's what I'm gonna hang on to. It's the last year of my early thirties, okay? <laughs> it's not my mid thirties quite yet. Um but I but I when like when I woke up, I was like, Huh, thirty-four. This is uh this is thirty-four, like <laughs> I, you know, I didn't, I don't know. I was like, this is, I'm almost like mid thirties before you know it. I'm going to be 40 and then I'll be middle-aged. <laughs> um, but one thing I thought about with that was, uh, there was this, of course this, you know, this like, oh my, I'm getting older. But there was also this kind of grateful feeling that I made it another year. And I say that because 
and I was talking to my pastor's wife about this, like I feel like the last few years there's been so much loss um, and death and, 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 and even sicknesses and things like that that I just – and I don't know if it's it, that's always the case, but just as you get older, you're more aware of it. You know, you're a little more cognizant um, of those things that are happening around you. But I feel like I've just seen that a lot in the last few years. And honestly, like you, you cannot take for granted the time that you're given, you know, the time that you're alive. Um, in fact, I was talking to one of my besties today, Emmers. She took me out for breakfast today uh, for my birthday. Thanks, Emmers. I actually really needed it. <laughs> we had a great um, conversation and she encouraged me as she always does. But she also reminded me to, you know, focus on those positive things, those great things that are going on in your life. And I know it's something we hear all the time, you know, and it's something I'm sure I've said before on the podcast. And it's something I will probably continue to say um, as a reminder to you guys and as a reminder to me um, to just think about and focus on those positive things. Like I am blessed to still be here another year when people haven't haven't made it. They're not here. Uh, I am blessed to still be healthy. I am blessed to have a fam, like to have family that loves me, to have friends that love me, to have a great church that loves me, to work at a school that loves me, or a school that I love to be at. You know, with um, the students and the teachers. Like I truly am blessed. At at 34, it's great. Like I'm getting older, but but I'm getting older with with this amazing life around me. Right? It's like I'm. It's not like I'm doing this on my own. Um, kind of. I guess that's kind of almost a theme. Like. I'm human and I'm here, but I'm not on my own. I'm not alone in this. And so just kind of reflecting on that, you know, on this birthday, that I there I have so many things to be grateful for, um, even as, as basic but as profound as simply being here, as simply being alive. So I'm glad to be here. I'm glad to be recording this podcast <laughs> um, and, and to be doing these things and to hopefully, you know, being there to keep you company, to remind you that you're not alone, things like that. Um, it's just been great. And so all of that from September, because September is one of my absolute favorite months, not just because it's my birthday month, even though, trust me, that makes it, I probably, that's, that's probably at least what started the whole reason why I like September. But I love this transition from summer to fall. I love like how you have the hot days of summer, but you might have the cooler days of fall as fall starts to sweep in a little bit. Oh, I'm getting so excited. It is, it's mid-September, so it's still pretty warm. It's still like low 80s, high 70s right now, but I, it's just, it's really, I, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm loving the weather. Like right now is so perfect for me. Ideal weather is anywhere between 76 and 81. So this, this is the one, this is where we are. I'm loving it. I love the summer. And I think I'm actually starting to get, um, I'm, I, y'all, I think I said it last time I am getting ready for fall. Like I'm excited about fall. Yeah. I'm sure in the next few episodes, y'all are going to hear about all the things that I love about fall <laughs> because I can't enter each season without talking about and reminding myself of why this season is great. <laughs> I actually think I need to apply that to my life. Like, um, like preach, a, preach a message to myself about enjoy each season that you are in, you know, where whatever season you're in, enjoy it. <laughs> Um, so I do like, I'm, I'm loving the fact that it's still summer. It is. I'm one of those who I am firmly, like, I do not decorate until it is after fall, whatever uh, day fall lands on this year. I think it's September 22nd, 21st, 23rd, usually right around there. I, I don't know exactly. Um, but so it is coming. It definitely is coming. 
But I was like, I'm not going to decorate until after literally fall starts because one, it's still warm. Um, it's definitely still hot outside. And so I like, I love the coziness of fall, but I am getting ready and I can't wait for those kind of cooler days where we get the fireflies. Okay. 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 I don't want to wet my powder. I'm still enjoying summer. I'm enjoying the hot days, um, being out in the sun. Cause I know I'm going to miss it <laughs> once winter comes. Um, so I'm enjoying the fall, but I said all that to say for my music segment this past week, um, I was driving in my car and I had this song on because it just felt appropriate. <laughs> and it's the song September. <laughs> but um, you have to listen to, you've got, look, if you're going to listen to September, you got to do it in September, right? Like that's, that's like the best time to listen to it. <laughs> yeah. So I was listening to September by Earth, Wind and & Fire and it was just a groovy song. It was just on the way to work. I was like, da, 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 da. I mean, come on that whoever came up with that riff or that little, da, 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 da. I mean, that's, that is, that is, I mean, that encompasses September. Like that is the, like that little tune, that grooviness that like we're exiting summer, we're getting into fall, we're going into September, all those things. It's great. Um, and so I was just jamming to that song. <laughs> so if you get a chance before the end of September, just quickly listen to that song, September. I know most of the time I do like to keep my songs, you know, um, I definitely listen to Christian songs, songs that glorify God, um, all you know, most all the time. But I, I do have to throw out this one that this one was a good one. That I just, I it's like got such a groovy beat. <laughs> um, so that is my song segment because it's September in September, and how can you miss that, right? Like, how could you, how could you not want to listen to September in September? So there's that for that music that my song recommendation for the next couple of weeks, and then the last thing is, so I like to talk about, I think. Yeah, it was last week. I talked about songs that just kind of randomly pop into your head. Well, there are also songs that are triggered, like, every time you hear something. And I think I've talked about this before, like, a f oof, like way back in the beginning. Or maybe just, I don't know, like, a couple of months ago. But things will trigger other songs. And I think at that time I talked about, like, Frozen, like, I can't say let it go without saying let it go, you know, let it go. How you just going to do that. But for me, uh, oftentimes, this happens a lot in church. So there's this song that I remember when I was, I think it was in high school when I came out, but um, it's, uh, it's this girl who sings, let me think of the song. They said, if I lift it up, I'll drop on and unto me higher, um, be exalted higher and higher. Uh, I, I, I can't remember the song. It's from Indiana Bible College. Um, but every time I hear, if I be lifted up, like if someone's literally just saying it, like quoting it in scripture in church, all I can think of is this, there's this part of the song where she goes, um, if I I will draw all men unto May. And she goes, May, not me, but May, higher, you know. And so, like, literally every time I hear, if I be lifted up, in my head it goes, I will draw all men unto May. Like, it just, sing, I sing it. I can't say it. I have to sing it. Um, so that's just... Man, music, it's, it's fun. That is my music segment. Um, as far as my food segment, so I, I'm going to brag. Um, I haven't, which is kind of funny. It's like a preemptive food segment because I haven't done it yet. So like I said, um, this past Thursday was my birthday. And so this morning, my friend Emmers took me out for breakfast and it was lovely. And then this evening, I planned to eat uh, dinner with my family. 
and we are going to go to this Korean restaurant called Lee's Korean. And so let me throw out there that my food segment, the food that I recommend or want to give a shout out to this week is the Korean food from Lee's Korean. I specifically get the bulgogi, bulgogi, I think it's B-U-G-O-L-G-I, I think is how it's spelled, um, the bulgogi, and that's like their Korean beef, and you know, you get that, I like the the seasoning of it, I'm not entirely sure what the seasoning is, like I don't know if the seasoning is the bulgogi, or if there's like some type of Korean barbecue, I don't, I don't know, but it's a good kind of seasoning to it, it kind of reminds me of like a teriyaki barbecue mix maybe, but um, we're going to go get some bulgogi and well, that's what I'm going to get with some bulgogi and some rice. And with that, they bring out these six sides and you get to pick them. Um, sometimes they brought out like in the beginning where my husband and I went. In fact, actually, this restaurant does have kind of a, a special place in our hearts because it is the first place my husband and I went when we first started hanging out. I don't want to say dating because we weren't dating at the time. We were just friends, but we did go to go eat and we went to the this Korean restaurant. So there's like some fondness there. But um, so they bring out different things. And it's those little sides that kind of like make the whole experience. It's so much fun. So they have um, my husband, he likes the kimchi. I'm not a huge kimchi person. That's the cabbage, I believe. Um, with like this really spicy, uh, I think it's spicy. I don't know. I haven't eaten it sauce on it. But he likes that and he enjoys that. I like they have these little cut up square radishes. It's got the same red sauce, so it's still a little spicy. Um, and they're cold, like they're served cold. And they're very crunchy, but they're really good. Um, and I'm not sure what makes them good, but they're awesome. And then they have this, um, there. there's this can of this bean sprouts. I had never, honestly, I don't think I had eaten bean sprouts until I had been to this place. And they brought them out, you know, just almost like a sampler. And so I, I ate these bean sprouts, they were, once again, they were cold. I think everything that they served was cold, even though sometimes it felt like it should have been warm. Like we had these potatoes, they're like little diced potatoes that were, they come out cold, but they're still really good, but they do come out cold, but that's how they're served like every time, but they're still good. Um, but the bean sprouts, so I've never had bean sprouts since I went to this restaurant and, um, but I ended up really, I, I mean, that's when, I don't know what they flavored it with because it looked very plain. I guess, however, they like steamed it or cooked it like it was cooked in a seasoning because there wasn't anything on them that I could see but they were very flavorful so they were so good and that's what started me being like I like bean sprouts and so now if my husband cooks like a Korean meal or whatever he will he'll make the bean sprouts for me and it's so yummy um, in fact we even got my dad enjoying it and it was <laughs> it was really good but anyway so they bring those out and then they also bring out so I mentioned the potatoes and then they bring out this broccoli which once again it's so interesting because it's not raw broccoli it is cooked um I guess it's steamed, but it's cold. And so I don't know. I guess they just cook it and then let it get cold. I'm not entirely sure. But it's still soft, and it had that same flavor as the bean sprouts um, that were really good. So the it, the cool thing is it's they all have this amazing, really fresh taste and flavor to it that just, I mean, it's just really good. And so um, Korean food, that's about the extent of my knowledge of Korean food. I know my husband, he gets um, this hot stone soup, which is like this big bowl of that's, um, I guess it's stone. I'm not entirely, I guess it's, I, it's stone soup. So I, I guess it's made out of stone. And inside it is like boiling, boiling hot soup. 
Um, and I think it comes with the egg on top and it's got noodles in it and he gets it with chicken and he gets his so spicy. So it's like steamy and spicy and just hot looking and hot smelling and like red, like, you know, it's going to be spicy when it's red and he gets that and he, he loves it. So for those of you who like the spicy things, that hot stone soup, he really definitely likes. But if you kind of like the more mild thing like me, then the bulgogi is the way to go. I think honestly... I think I got that from my mom because my mom got it. I think my sister got it. I think uh, Sydney got it. Like, so that <laughs> the bulgogi is really good if you get a chance. And I think really almost any, all Korean restaurants will have that option. Um, so if you, wherever you are, you know, if there's a Korean restaurant nearby, I, I think that's a good kind of like safe starter um, to trying out your Korean food. Um, so that's my kind of food segment is giving that a shout out. Um, just definitely, you know, be like, yes, try the bulgogi. Um, try all the, if they give you options for sides, try them all. I even tried, oh, what was it? And I knew I wouldn't like it and I certainly did not, but I did try it. It was, um, it was this, I, I don't know what kind of root but they said it was like a root of something. It was kind of flat, um, kind of round, almost like a like the like a slice of cucumber or a pickle or something. But it was yellow, and it was something root. And I tried it. I did. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna try a little bit of it. I didn't like it. <laughs> I didn't like the texture. Um, but you gotta try it. So um, go to a Korean restaurant in the next little bit. See if you can try some bulgogi or try some type of semi. Uh, Simply any of the sides or things like that and see if you like it. Um, that would be really good. So, yeah. All right. So, I'm actually going to wrap up here. I do need to run and get ready for tonight. Um, I'm very excited. Thank you all so much for, for tuning in and for listening this week. Um, I, I appreciate those of you. I love, thank you so much for my faithful listeners. I've got my like chunk of people who, um, when I see like how many plays an episode have gotten that I, I can, I don't see who they are. So I don't know, I don't know who they are, but I can like this, the number kind of is the same across each, um, each episode. And so I'm like, Oh, look, those are my faithful people who listen. So thank you guys so much. Um, if you haven't, please go on Instagram, follow me on Instagram. It's just something about Tuesdays. Um, send me a, write me a message. I would love to hear from you. Write me on Apple podcast. Thank you guys for the five-star reviews. Um, don't forget to leave a written review. Um, check it out on Spotify. Do that too. Uh, answer the little question thing that I didn't even know was an option on there. <laughs> um, feel free to do all that. But, um, but with that, thank you guys so much for tuning in and thank you for listening. I hope you guys have an amazing next couple of weeks. Remember that you're human, but you're not alone in your humanity. And being human isn't necessarily a bad thing, but it can be kind of what pulls us together. God made us so unique and so cool. So um, value yourself. Know that you're important, that you're special. And uh, I will see you guys in a couple of weeks.